0: Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Hi, welcome back. I am just back from the great country of Australia. I was just there for a quick trip, 22 talks in six days in two different cities, and it was so wonderful meeting so many great faithful people there in Australia. I met so many wonderful clergy, school teachers, catechists, parents. Uh, The faith is definitely alive down under, and I I sense the Lord preparing the groundwork there for for some great work here in the new evangelization, and you could see it especially in the young people. I, I gave three presentations on in three different universities and met hundreds, hundreds of young people who are on fire for the faith. They're seeking truth. They're, they're longing to live for something greater than what the world is offering them. They're studying theology of the body. They want to live their relationships and sexuality better. Uh, it, it was really impressive seeing so many of these young people. And I want to share with you one little part of the talk uh, that I, I gave to the young people. And it was really inspired uh, by something that happened to me in the weeks leading up. Uh, to my trip to Australia. You see, I would uh, be on the weekends running some errands, and every time I'd go into a store, I'd hear a, a popular song. It's a song that's very popular these days, and uh, and I kept hearing the song everywhere I'd go. It was in the grocery store. It would be when I was in the sports store. I was in a department store. Uh, I remember hearing it when I was at a soccer stadium. Everywhere I went, I kept hearing this song. You may have heard the song. It's by the artist Ed Sheeran. It's called The Shape of You. And and I remember I I kept hearing it. After a while, I started listening closer because I I thought, is he really saying this? And I'd listen closer and I'd catch the chorus and he kept repeating something. I go, he really is saying this. Uh, the, The chorus goes something like this. He says, I'm in love with your body. I'm in love with your body. I'm in love with the shape of you. And though my heart is falling too, I'm In Love With Your Body. (laughs) Uh, And so this song just comes right out and just says, you know, I'm not in love with you. (laughs) I'm not in love with you as a person. I'm just in love with your body. Uh, I'm in love with your physical shape. And and yeah, my heart's kind of in it. My heart's kind of fallen too. But really, this is just about my attraction to your body. I mean, just coming right out crassly and saying that this is just about my loving your body. Uh, And and when I think about this song, I think about how sad that is today. This is how so many people view love they think you know that, that love is just all about sex it's just about uh, bodies being joined together it's about physical attraction in fact that's what so many of the love songs and so many of the the movies they all the stories that the secular world is telling about love always end up in the bedroom they're always uh, so over sexualized and how sad that is that especially young women today growing up they grow up thinking that they'll never find love. That they'll never really find love. That uh, many women, have, they've even told me this, that they think that they can't be loved for who they are. They can't be loved for who they are as a person. Uh, that they're not worthy of love. The best that many young women think they can hope for is that maybe they can just attract the attention of some guys for a little bit attract attention to their body, um, and and if they can just really you know maybe f- focus on their physical appearance, focus on their weight, focus on their body, or focus on dressing in a certain way, dressing provocatively, uh, then at least they'll get some attention. Uh, and in my work with Focus, you know, I, I've been uh, blessed to work over the years with so many young men and women, and you'll 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 hear these stories from from young university students, women students. Students who they know that unchastity is not the way to go deep down uh, they know they should dress somewhat modestly, but yet they they, they, they 've admitted that they 'll dress a little immodestly they 'll dress in a way that draws attention to their body uh, because they're they they, they they're so tired of being alone. They're tired of not getting attraction from these uh, men that are given into sensuality. And so they just feel like, I just don't want to be alone on Friday night. I'm just tired of being alone as a single person. So I'm going to start dressing this way so I can at least get some attention. But notice what's happening there. They're they're thinking that if I do this, uh, uh, I, I might be able to somehow find love. But in the end, it never works. They never do find authentic love because all they're going to get this way is what this love song Portrays. You'll get someone that will be in love with your body. Uh, And and they'll be in love with your body maybe for that night or maybe for a week or maybe for a month. But once another body comes along that's just as beautiful or more beautiful or more available, then they're going to move on to the next thing. Uh, I want to share with you here just a few insights from St. John Paul II. Uh, that helps us to, to think about this in the proper way, uh, that, that we are made as human beings, made physically attracted to each other. God made us this way. We're wired this way. We're going to notice the body, the physical features of the other person. That's not bad. But how do we understand the proper role of that physical attraction in our romantic relationships and just our, simply our friendships with the opposite sex? So I am going to share with you just a few insights. We're going to look at three big insights from St. John Paul II, from his work, Theology of the Body. and and even more foundationally from his work, uh, Love and Responsibility. So you ready? Let's go. The first one has to do with sexual value. Every human person is given sexual value, but more fundamentally, John Paul II highlights, every person has value just for who they are as a human person, made in the image and likeness of God. We all have great dignity, uh, not just focused on our sexuality, but just being a son or daughter of our Heavenly Father. Each person has tremendous value, great dignity. Community. Now, uh, 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 part of that is that God has given each person sexual value. He's endowed us with sexual value that makes us attractive to the opposite sex. That doesn't define us completely, but it is an important part of how God made us to, so that we can, uh, dr- so that we draw, so others will be drawn to to, to us. Uh, and and what is this sexual value? What is He talking about here? He he looks at this in in, in two different aspects. So there's two aspects of our sexual value. On one hand, uh, we're attracted to the psychological qualities of the opposite sex, John Paul II says. So the psychological qualities, you know, not all attractions are physical attractions. We also have just an attraction to the, the personality or the psychological qualities of the opposite sex. John Paul II identifies that as the, the masculinity of the man or the femininity of the woman. I I like to think of it as just simply the the, the mystery of the opposite sex is very attractive to us and there's an emotional attraction uh, that, that's involved there. But the other aspect of attraction is the physical attraction. We are indeed uh, creatures who notice the physical appearances uh, of, of the members of the opposite sex. We notice their body. We notice their good looks. We notice those physical features. And and, and that's not bad. And, in fact, that's the way God made us. We're wired this way. Uh, and God, God God made us this way, made us to notice the, the good looks of the opposite sex, the persons of the opposite sex, so that. We might be led to the person who possesses those good looks, those the person that has those great qualities, those physical qualities. And I want to just linger on this a little bit. You know, I often say in my talks that uh, these these qualities uh, don't reside in the abstract. These physical features don't reside in the abstract. So let's say there, there's a man that really is attracted to uh, some women that have blonde hair. You know, this guy doesn't wake up on Tuesday morning and say, Oh, I need blonde. I need blondness. I've got to go find some blonde. No, no, no. He may be very attracted to some particular women that have blonde hair. There may be a particular woman in his class or a woman at work who has blonde hair. So, But he's not attracted to just blondness out there in the abstract. Uh, these qualities, the quality of blonde hair, to use that as an example, resides in a particular person. And it's meant to lead us to friendship with that person, to love that person, to seek what's best for that person. Maybe not a romantic relationship of love. It could develop into that, but at least to to see them uh, in their full beauty as a person, as a daughter of God. Um, So these qualities don't reside in the abstract. They reside in concrete human persons. They're meant to lead us to those persons. The problem is this. The problem comes when we reduce that person to their qualities. We reduce that person to that quality that I get so excited about. So a young man, Looks at this girl with blonde hair and is reducing her to her blonde hair, reducing her to her other physical features, to her legs and other physical parts of her body, and and the pleasure he derives in thinking about those parts of the body. That's where things get problematic because now I'm focused on the qualities and the enjoyment I get from them. This is not love, this is falling into use. And and that leads to our our next big point here is that when we're given into this kind of sensuality. When we're given into sensuality, where we focus on the body uh, of the other person, uh, that's going to lead to problems. St. John Paul II says this, listen to this quote, sensuality by itself is not love and may very easily become its opposite. I want to read that again. Sensuality by itself is not love and may very easily become its opposite. You see, many people think, "Oh, I've got this sensual attraction. I notice this this good-looking gal, and uh, I notice her physical features, and I'm, I'm sensually attracted to her. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm longing for her body." They, the people think that that's love. People think that's love because, again, that's all the songs they listen to, the shows they watch, the movies they watch. That's what they're trained to think today. But John Paul II is saying that, no, that's not love. It's not bad if you happen to notice the features, but it's in it itself, you can't say that's love. But here's the great danger. He goes on to say, it could very easily become the opposite. I could reduce this person to their, their their good looks. I could reduce the person to these physical features. I could reduce the person to their body. I'm in love, not with you, but I'm in love with your body. Uh, and, and once I do that, uh, then I, I'm really just using this person. I'm not really committed to this person for who they are. Uh, uh, the, the, that's what real love is. Real love is outward looking. Real love is seeking what's best for this other person. I'm, um, I'm committed to them for who they are. Uh, but But this isn't love If I'm just interested in this person's body For the pleasure I get from them That's not love Uh, I'm I'm not committed to them as a person I'm just committed to what I get out of them I get this sensual feeling inside I get sexual release I get sensual pleasure Uh, That is not love And again, what happens when another body comes along? (laughs) Uh, When somebody, uh, another body comes along That's just as attractive, more attractive more, active, more available, uh, then then I, I, I'm not going to be in this relationship with the first person. I'm moving on to the next thing, the next body, because that's really what this is. It's just a thing. I treat the other person as an object. That's what John Paul II says here. Listen to another quote from him. Sensuality has a consumer orientation, and it is directed primarily and immediately toward a body and avoids the person. See, we long to be loved for who we are. We long to be loved as a person. We long to be known. But in our world today, we're, we're, people are trained to look at us just for our body. And they, they avoid really seeing us, understanding us as a person. And they and certainly avoid committing themselves to us as a person. They just commit themselves to what they get out of us. Uh, and and that's why John Paul II, I love this language. He says, this is a consumer orientation. Uh, when we're given into sensuality in this way, when we have this kind of love, I'm in love with your body kind of love that that's, that, that, that's a consumeristic way of looking at love. You know, just as I may, you know, go to the store and I'll buy my my favorite steak, or my favorite cereal, or my favorite coffee—it's uh, it, because of you know I like the taste. It does something for me. I get something out of it. Uh, but let's say I can find a better steak, or a better coffee, or uh, a better bowl of cereal somewhere else. that I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. Uh, I'm not really committed to the other person. It's, I, 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 I I have a consumer orientation. That's how we treat the people in our life, especially in young people's today. They're they're romantic and, and sexual sexual relationships. Uh, so we're seeing so far here that when we're wired this way to be sensually attracted to the other person, that's not bad. That's actually good. God made us that way. Um, and and we said, we notice the body of the other person, but it's meant to lead us to the person, that possesses those physical features. The problem is that when we're given into sexuality. We are. We end up. Um, we we end up re- reducing the person merely to a body, and and then we end up not really loving them. We're just committed to what we get out of them. Uh, I want to conclude with one uh, last thought here. Uh, not only do we miss the person, we actually miss the beauty of the body itself. So it's not just about um, I'm not seeing the full truth about the person here, uh, but when I'm given into sensuality in this way, when I'm living out, I'm in love with your body kind of love, I miss even the beauty of the body. You know, uh, John Paul II highlighted how beauty is experienced through contemplation, uh, not through a stirring desire to exploit and get satisfaction, get a craving satisfied. No, no. uh, We We experience beauty through contemplation, true beauty. So for example, a sunset or a piece of music or a work of art, we're taken in by the beauty. We don't have that consumeristic attitude to exploit. You know, I think about here in Denver, Colorado, where I reside, we have a a back deck that overlooks the the Rocky Mountains. We can see the front range and see all the 14,000 foot mountains there. And it's just a spectacular view. And we're blessed here in Colorado with many just incredible sunsets. And I love going out on the deck at night and with my kids, maybe pray a rosary out there and just watch the sun go down. Uh, and when I'm gazing at a beautiful sunset, I, I'm, just, I'm just taken in by it. Um, I, there's a, a great joy uh, in, in my soul. There's a, a peacefulness. I'm just drawn in very peacefully. Uh, that's very different from the consumeristic attitude that's out there, uh, where I just want to exploit something for what I may get out of it. You know, I think about uh, one time I had a chance to meet a chocolate artist. I had a chance to meet a chocolate artist. I don't know if you've ever seen a chocolate artist, but this artist had, had made many ships and bridges and buildings and towers and animals and birds, and it was all made with black, brown, and white chocolate. It was incredible. And there were hundreds of people watching the masterpieces that were made out of chocolate from this artist. Now, there's two attitudes I can have uh, in approaching these great works of art. I can gaze at them, admire their beauty, admire the intricacy, the proportion, the size, and, and just the fact that this was made out of chocolate. I can admire them as works of art and be taken in by it. Or I could walk into that same room and treat them just like candies to be devoured to satisfy my cravings. And, and just imagine I grab one of these great masterpieces of the chocolate artists, and I just grab it and put it in my mouth and I start biting and devouring the chocolate because I just love chocolate so much. <laughs> uh, that would be so degrading to the confectioner's masterpieces. Uh, same thing we could do. We, we can look at another person's Uh, We notice their beauty. And that's just natural. That's good. God wired us that way. We're made that way. But does it lead me to just admire them as a person and, and, and want to treat them with greater love? With selflessness uh, and admire their dignity as a son or daughter of God, or do I allow my 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 you know, my inner sensual desire to take over and I reduce the person to just somebody and I can think about them, I can look at them, I, I focus on my 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 own fantasy. I'm reducing them just to an object to be exploited for my own satisfaction, my own sexual satisfaction, and uh, satisfying a craving. Uh, that's that's clearly not 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 appreciating the beauty even of the body. So, so we've seen we're made for uh, noticing the body of the opposite sex. That's the way God wired us, and it's meant to lead us ultimately to the person that that possesses that body, that beautiful body. So we're not focused on the body. It's meant to lead us ultimately to the person, to just genuine friendship. It doesn't even have to be romantic. But I appreciate this other person as a son or daughter of God. That's natural. But if I allow it to take over, I reduce the person to a body, and then I miss them as a person. I don't even see them as a person. I'm just using them. And when I do that, I don't even see the beauty of the body anymore, because uh, I, I, I'm just treating them like a, a piece of candy to be devoured to satisfy my cravings. So my friends, these are just uh, a few thoughts from St. John Paul II uh, on, on what he would say if he were alive today, I think, about this, song, uh, this popular song, I'm in love with your body, I'm in love with the Shape of you. Um, thanks so much for listening. And, and let me ask you if you enjoyed this podcast. Can I ask if you subscribe to it and share it with other people? And I'm, I'm really interested in, in your feedback, any questions you might have. You can reach me on Facebook. You can reach me on Twitter. You can also contact me through my website, edwardsree.com. Just my name, edwardsree.com. And if you have any suggestions for future shows, you know, I call this podcast All Things Catholic because I want to cover a little bit of everything. Uh, anything in the Catholic Life, about understanding our faith better, uh, living it more deeply, how we share it with other people. So whether it's topics about the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Bible, apologetics, defending the faith, the church, things like that, we cover that here. But we cover a lot of things about prayer, about the spiritual life, about growing in virtue, living marriage, parenting, um, a whole bunch of different topics, knowing the saints better. Um, any, any particular suggestions you may have, please feel free to send them my way. Thanks so much for listening